another year draws to a close on America's most sequeliest podcast. I didn't think that through ahead of America's time. best podcast. America's best podcast. Fuck it. Best podcast of 2022. The best podcast out, of 2022. Here. I'm the 2020 fool, Matisse Van Rossum. Oh, uh, we I'm, really... the, I'm the best <laughs> podcaster of 2022, Ben Sheets. Yeah, we did really plan names for this one. I just got to that in there, sorry. Yeah, I, I guess I'm somehow both the father time and the, the baby in one horrific package. Uh, hi, it's me, Cleveland Mosher. The so, old baby. That's me. Old man baby, Cleveland. Old man, no, no, probably shouldn't be able to, probably shouldn't. Well, <laughs> well, it's it's that time of year again. It's our year. It's our year in review. We're going to talk about uh, a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about our bottom five films of the year, our top five films of the year, and uh, then we'll do our annual potty awards oh, of, yeah. ca- of categories that Ben has put together for us. We got a lot to talk about. So uh, I say, let's not waste any fucking time. Let's jump right jump into right it. Jump right into it. So we'll, let's go five to one. Yes. And if we have any repeats, we'll just talk about it whenever it comes up first. Yeah. In the in the interest of keeping things moving, let's try to keep our explanations for why these films are in our lists brief. If you want more details, you can go back and listen to the episodes where we talked about them. But uh, we're going to start off with our bottom five films of 2022. Who wants to start? I'll start. So at number five on my list is Shut In. Um, not even Vin- Vinnie Gallo could save this faith-based horror movie. You know, this lo-fi, low-budget thriller movie. Daily being, Wire produced. Yes, from being pretty mediocre to bad. Produced um, by baby boy Ben Shabibo. <laughs> My my sixth was shut in. I had a little shout out for it, so I figured I'd add it. What, nice. Whatever the opposite of a shout out. Yeah, yeah a, a, a shut in. Yeah, a shut, shut in. in. There, there you go. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, shut out. Uh, shut it out. Sh- shut out. Shut in. Get it out of here. Uh, yeah, I just I put uh, it's my sixth because it's a little bit too forgettable. Um, I thought you know normally like being forgettable is almost more of a sin, but like these other five like pained me. Like the hurt was so bad, I just I had to do it. Um, yeah, my fifth is going to be Don't Worry, Darling. Mm. It sucks, and it could have been with just some tweaks, um, and without all the production bullshit, I think there could have been, like, a solid movie here that I would have enjoyed. I think the premise is rad, and it's a hot bummer, so I think, yeah. <laughs> And you watched a second time recently, didn't you? I have you? seen them, well, you know what's really unfortunate is, I have seen every movie on my worst list twice. Jesus now that Christ, it. Christ, that's I, terrible. Every, I, this has just been a pain year for me, like... So many of these... That's just masochistic. It's, it, it's, it, is, um, it is masochistic. The reason for it is, like, working in the industry, I'm often terrified of my own shit or the projects that I'm working on being terrible, and so I find these awful movies that are total fucking shit stinker bombers fascinating. I find it fascinating because I want to know, like, okay, well, you know, what, what makes them bad? And sometimes it can really help to, like, talk that out and to share that poison and pain with someone else. So I, you know, I never alone. I haven't watched any of these movies like on my own being like, I hate myself. I'm going to watch fucking Don't Worry Darling again. But it's always like, you guys need to see how bad this movie is. And like, when we can talk about it and make fun of it, usually while I'm painting or doing something. See, else. I would just tell them to go watch it <laughs> and then come back and discuss. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay, anyway, my number five is uh, actually the only film on either of my lists that we did not cover on the podcast. 
Um, my number five is the American remake of Goodnight Mommy uh, that Amazon yeah. put out this year. Absolute fucking garbage. One of the most pointless remakes I've ever seen. It was pretty much note for note the original film, but worse. Not even Naomi Watts could uh, deliver a performance strong enough to make me enjoy it. And in fact, it was so bad that the twist at the end of the film that I had forgotten and enjoyed in the original was done so poorly in this movie that I thought that they had made it, that they had like made it up for the remake. (laughs) So what's, what's up with Naomi Watts doing so many like almost shot for shot remakes between that and like funny Games. yeah well except funny games the remake is good yeah yeah because it was done by the same filmmaker yeah, just yeah. in english but yeah that's a good question uh she should stop it i was good night mommy curious but i didn't check it out because uh, don't waste your time it's not worth yeah. it it really is especially isn't. after hearing that yeah i'm not yeah. in a rush well right. my number four is firestarter Cheers. you know uh flaming baby aside it was very bad overall the cg was bad the the story was trite and forgettable the acting was pretty awful cleave also firestarter nice yeah. <laughs> it, uh sucked i didn't like it soundtrack's great doesn't fit the movie at all more on that later Firestarter was actually my number six, so it didn't quite make it into my uh, into my in. bottom five. Well, Shut In is actually my number four. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I it, you were totally right. Like it's so fucking forgettable. All I really remember is that Vincent Gallo is a creepy pedophile, and a woman spends most of the movie locked in a pantry. Uh, until she's redeemed by Jesus or something like that. Wine mom uh, horror. Yeah, yeah, really. Wine mom horror with like a fucking Hallmark aesthetic and budget. Uh, wine mom horror for the for the con- conservative suburban white lady. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, shout out to wine moms. You know, let's go, but not this movie. I, I guess <laughs> I don't think in, I don't think this is a wine mom podcast. Yeah. I don't think we got to pander to the wine moms. I'm not pandering. I'm just doing. You know, I. I got a little love for the Y-Mom. I got a little love, you know? Well, uh, Ben, what's your number three? Number three for me, uh, this is a weird year because there were a lot of great movies, but I think this is the first year where I've had three half-star movies that we covered for the podcast. The first of them is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Mm. 2022. The millennialism of this movie was just fucking insufferable. Barf. And, uh... Talk about a fucking god-awful script. Uh, complete desecration of a franchise that has a couple of good movies in it. You didn't like Elderly Leatherface? No, not at all. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't either so much that it's also mine. <laughs> oh, Once nice. again, birds of a feather fart together. Y'all are in a so the, uh, yeah, uh, Texas is also me. Um, <laughs> for all the same reasons. Uh, I, I, but in particular, the end. The, the end of that movie is uh, an affront. Uh, oh, man. 
man, I almost forgot about the ending it's when the, the, the self driving car is driving her away. Oh my god, I did forget about <laughs> yeah. that. Holy shit. The self driving car is driving her away as Leatherface does the same dance from his movie, from the original movie, but without the context, so it doesn't really make sense that he's dancing. He's just doing it as a reference, which is weird because it's Leatherface. And I don't really, Leatherface doesn't really strike me as someone who's self-referential. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I hate yeah. that movie. Yeah. Well, uh, my, my number three uh, is, uh, is Morbius drinking a Forbius. <laughs> uh, a film that we all knew was going to be dog shit, but I don't think uh, we fully prepared ourselves for just what a ridiculous, convoluted mess it was. Terrible performance from Jared Leto, confusing fucking script, really weird Matt Smith casting, even though he's the best part of the movie, and does that, we- the sexy dance. Have sex! Have sex! Have sex! Have sex! Have sex! Cook your spam to spam. Yeah, exactly. Have sex! Have sex! Yeah. Uh, that uh, was, Morbius uh, was actually my number two. Nice. Um, Would you, you know, stop? Memes aside, <laughs> would you stop picking also on your number two? You well, I guess list? I guess your number one is probably the same too. Well, what's funny too? I think we probably say, all have yeah. the same my, number one. My, my, I almost in the last second switched Morbius and Texas, but I decided to go ahead and go with it because you had also picked it in Solidarity. So just fuck both of y'all. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're just an echo I mean, chamber. Memes we're just aside it. from Morbius, like the memes couldn't even save it, and no. that's. What a sign of the the more movie. the Morbin time meme was funny and also the around it was also what was really the funniest part about it is that the it's Morbin time meme got so big that it tricked Sony into thinking that it meant that people actually enjoyed the movie. So they re-released it in theaters again, and it bombed even harder the second time than it did the first time. So we're seeing Morbius too, right? <laughs> I, are if we gonna get a? Happens, I don't. It is. It. There's. No I don't happen. know, man. I. I, I, I feel like they. I feel like they lost we'll money on on we'll, Morbius. <laughs> we'll see if the studios have sex. They'll, what they'll What they'll do? I don't know if we'll We're get so a Morbius. I don't know if we'll get a Morbius too, yeah. but they will for sure throw him into like the next Venom movie or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Well, that's yeah. There'll, there'll be some crossover. Craven the Hunter or whatever the fuck. Yeah. The uh, the other the other also note is uh, fuck Jared Leto and his weird private cult island. Yeah, his weird, yeah. His Have weird y'all seen photos cult? of that? Yeah, it's yeah, creepy. Yeah, what it's the fuck? Super creepy. Because like, you hear like, oh, he's got a he's got like a, a private island or whatever. It's like, okay, it's like him and like 10 other people. And then you see the photos and it's like, no, it's like 40 days. <laughs> yeah. Like, people yeah, just worshiping on it's him on It's fucking island. weird. Vile. Yeah. Well, so that was both of y'all's number two. My number two is Texas Chainsaw. I had the order reversed from you guys. Uh, I found That's it. It's a better order. I found it more offensive than Morbius. Just barely. has the memes. Just barely. Yeah, uh, I I don't need to rehash everything everything y'all have said already. I will just put the weird reminder that Colin Stetson did the score for Texas Chainsaw <laughs> 2022, and it was it was another instance where it was much better than the movie that it was accompanying. Yet it couldn't even uh, save it. Could not yeah. even save it. So yeah, Texas Chainsaw is my number two. And on the count of three, do we all just want to say our number yes. one worst? One, two, three. The, the Monsters! monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I think anybody who's been listening to the show this year will 
not be surprised by that. We covered the Munsters just <laughs> just a, a few short weeks ago, and uh, we did declare it as the worst film we've ever talked about on the podcast yep. on that yeah. episode. I think I certainly stand by that. It's so, the worst thing I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. I don't know the last time I've just, seen a movie Just that a bad. completely strange, misguided, who is this for cheap spirit Halloween ass Rob Zombie jerking himself off into a plastic jack-o'-lantern full of candy corn. But again, right? I need I need to correct. You say it's spirit Halloween-esque. I've also seen the spirit Halloween movie that came out this year. You're the, you're the only bad. You're the only person on the it's planet sucks. who's it's not seen good, that. But it's, it's nowhere near person. the level of the monster. Somehow they got way Chris less offensive. Lloyd for it, right? That's the best thing about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's got like Christopher Lloyd in it, being Christopher Lloyd, and like it's for children. But like, at least you know, it's like, oh, nostalgia. That's kind of fun, and it, it's got like a Disney Channel kind of feel to it. It's very sack. It's very plastic. Well, the the monsters the monsters would have you believe that it's also for children, but I don't. I what child? truly don't think that's the Find case. Me this, a truly this child. demented yeah. child. Uh, bring me the child. <laughs> this is for uh, well. Enough of the negativity. Well, yeah, b- before, I do just want to shout out a couple other bad films okay. that didn't quite make you it into my bottom. In. I want to shut them in. Uh, Firestarter, like I said, was my number six. Don't Worry Darling was my number seven. Both dookie-ass movies. Uh, also want to give a, uh, a shout-out for Halloween Ends, which was bad. Not as bad as Halloween Kills, but uh, a film that easily could have ended up in the bottom five if there weren't several other worse movies this year. Uh, yeah. Ditto all of that. Yeah, could I'm not agree more. I'm not going to give clout to any of these bad movies, but no. I, I have the same opinion as you on all of those. So Okay, well, yes, like you said, enough with the negativity. Only good vibes from here on out. Yes. Well, until we get to the bad, the potty awards. Oh yeah, and sure. There's more bad vibes. And then there's some more. There's some, <laughs> some more bad vibes. There. A few more bad vibes. Yeah, but yeah. mostly good vibes. Yeah, but they're fun bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into our top five faves the of the year. Yes. I think there's gonna be I think there's gonna be a lot of overlap here, yes. at least between Cleveland and I. But Ben, why don't you start us off with your number sure. five? So my number five is a movie we covered on the mid year catch up. It's mm. Uh, an incredible gore movie. It's one of the uh, best practical effects showcases I've seen in a long time. And a really fun movie and a super confident debut to boot. Um, This movie is, of course, The Sadness Mm. by Robert Jabas. Um, Really amazing, amazing movie. You know, it, it does kind of touch on some of the coronavirus stuff a little directly where it's a little hit you over the head. But I think the concept overall is really cool and fun. And it has a dark, pitch black sense of humor to it that's really awesome. Yeah. No doubt. Agree with all that. Great movie. Yeah. Hannah Barbarian. Oh, Barbarian is also my number five. Hey! Cheers. Uh, Yeah, uh, for reasons that I can get into uh, further up my list. But, um, yeah... I've got like three shout outs. I'll save them until we get through them. Yeah, we'll do like, uh, we'll do honorable mentions after. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Barbarian, well. uh Masterpiece in Writing. I'm constantly referencing it with my buddies. Um I think uh when it comes to character moments and writing, like uh and having a good sense of a modern audiences, 
that what's up like scene is so perfect i i just adore how you know exactly who he is in that moment i remember the entire audience gasping and that being very funny to me i i mean i was laughing oh same we were all laughing i wasn't i wasn't gasping everyone else around us who went like like, people like we're like oh like and that's great that's awesome like that's how it should be and uh movies should shock and make you laugh and you know like you should play you should toe that line it's good the cinematography was great well, it did leave me wanting more, and there's some other movies on here that I feel the same way about. It still made the list, and it made the list over a number of other very good movies from this year. But. Yeah, there there were a lot of good ones this year um, that we'll get into with with honorable mentions. Yeah, Barbarians, my number five too. Uh, ditto all of that. Um, really strong performances from everybody involved. Some really like also genuinely like creepy set pieces and moments some really like good sort of 80s style sleaze in this movie but also like a good sense of humor i think uh we've seen over the last few years that comedians doing horror is a good combination um so i'm i'm curious and hopeful to see more from zach Kreger in the future because uh, barbarian was dope What's your yeah, number four? Uh, my number four is a movie we actually didn't cover on the oh, podcast. Uh, it's a movie that came out very recently called The Menu. Oh, uh, yes. The I, Menu was dope. I adored The Menu. I think it's a brilliant satire of uh, pretentious foodie culture, um, while also really dark and disturbing at times. Uh, the performances are great. I love Anya Taylor-Joy's performance in it, as well as... uh, Fucking Ray Fiennes, Ray Fiennes. He's uh, he's on the edge of tears, that whole movie. He has such an amazing performance where he's so self-serious, but also so, like, sad and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of menacing at the same time. It's a brilliant... And funny. Yeah, it's a brilliant performance. An amazing movie. I think... If you're a fan of movies like Ready or Not, you'll love the menu. Yes. I had a blast. Yeah, the menu was the menu was gonna be one of my honorable mentions, so I'm glad you you brought it up. Because it didn't make it into my top five, but it was definitely a highlight of the year, especially a recent one. Sure. What's your number four, Clave? Bones and all. Me too. Hey, <laughs> you were right. Yeah, we're, yeah we're, we're we're two for two. We're two for two on this one. Yeah. There's there's one in my top five that I know for sure is not in yours, but uh, I, I love that like like Ben and I had almost exactly all the same worst, and we're coming up on having like, yeah. the same best. <laughs> you know, like between the two, I'm like a weird Venn diagram between the two of y'all, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bones and all, baby. Uh, the character stuff. See our episode on it for just all the gushing. Yeah, just just things. a couple of weeks ago. It's very. It's, it sat with me really well. I keep, um, like, I'll be working or doing something else, and, like, one of the sequences, like, involving the cannibalism with our protagonist will, will come up, and it'll just make me stop, and, like, I have to still think about, like, how I feel about it. Like, I feel like I'm still, to, you know, use a, a very fitting metaphor, I feel like I'm still digesting this movie. Mm. And I... Uh, coming off of the menu, too. Coming off of the menu. A lot of eating. I, uh, I still think about the, the rope of hair... Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will say, I saw someone on Twitter say that uh, Bones and All was Art House Twilight, and I can't stop thinking about that. God, but, you know, it's yeah, much better done. But it's so much know? better, though. Yeah. Well, you know, that is that is something that I was going to say to the film's credit, is that, like, 
I am, uh, I'm generally pretty cynical and I don't, uh, I don't tend to digest like very sincere, like romantic stories. Well, like it's just not for me, but I really liked bones and all. I thought it was very sincere. It was sweet. It was optimistic despite the horror stuff. Uh, and I think maybe the sort of edge of the macabre is what I need to enjoy stuff like this because I don't know if I would like it in a vacuum without the fact that they're nomadic cannibals. I I don't know, but I I, I really loved bones. I I love the reflection of the Midwest. Yeah, movie too. It mm. feels very unpretentious. Well, yeah, well, I mean, and they go. I mean, it's not just the Midwest either. Like, right, they start in Virginia and Maryland, so you it starts in kind of like the Rust Belt, and then gradually works into dips down into the South in Kentucky, and then up into the Midwest. Yeah, I and mean, they even go a little west. Yeah, to Nebraska yeah. towards the end. Yeah, like it's a it's a really great road trip movie oh, that I that I feel like really. Uh, well represents the sort of like fringes of like American society. Um, it's a movie that I really hope cause we were talking about recently that it has not done very well, uh, yeah. in terms of box office. It's a movie that I hope will get a good VOD release soon somewhere. Like I, I mean, honestly, HBO max, I think would be ideal. So like more people have an opportunity to see it. I'd yeah, be looking forward to watch it. Yeah. All. Go support. Go see movie. bones and all. Very good. Um, what's your number three? Ben? My number three is prey. Hey, oh, I nice. think it's an amazing revival of a fantastic action horror series. Um, Amber Midthunder gives an incredible lead performance in it. Um, you know, Dan Trachtenberg is really becoming, you know, a really reliably excellent director between this and 10 Cloverfield Lane. He has a great sense of narrative pacing. Um, you know, I think one of my favorite things about it is we get a lot of Predator stuff. Yes. Uh, you know, it's not just a ton of talking and like 15 minutes of Predator. It's throughout the movie. A lot of good action. And uh, it's it feels like a classic type of movie where, you know, the, the beats are very familiar, but it's just executed perfectly. Uh, love this movie. It's my number three. Yes. It's also, is it also your number three? Oh, yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Uh, I, I adored this film. Um, it was really tricky. Like, I, I stopped after making this list, and I looked at it and said, damn, Prey is right in the middle of this, and the menu isn't even on it. And I was like, ah. It, it, was, it was really hard, you know, like, trying to figure it all out. So I guess I spoiled that. But um, it was really hard, like, trying to figure out, like, you know, where, where do I sit with these films? But Prey... I just absolutely adored it. And I'm glad, I'm glad to see it on your list and you know, others. Because, like, I know it has, like, the Unreal Engine creatures in it. Like, all the, you know, the birds and the dogs and the coyotes and the snakes. They all look kind of, like, rough. Like, they, they all look... But, like, I kind of like that about it. Like, the, yeah, the, the cartoon CG. The, and... the bear, you know, in particular was a little janky. But I will say, I was really impressed with how much actual practical effects they have. In yeah. It, you know? Yeah, for the Predator, too, mm-hmm. especially. Which is... Where it really matters. Yeah, it's worth it just for the one sequence where yeah. he fights the colonials, like in that no man's oh, land. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, there's so many in, like the burned things. out forest. Yeah, yeah. And, and what it really got right is the predator had cool new gadgets. Yeah, and I'm that's 
It's everything you want out of a Predator movie. Yeah, Yeah, that was another one of my honorable mentions, so glad it gets a a nod from you guys as well. Um, My number three is Nope, uh, the new Jordan Peele movie. It's a movie that has uh, sat with me really, really well. Uh, I've also seen it three times now. I saw it twice in the theater, and then I watched it again with a couple of buddies when I was on vacation uh, a couple months ago. And uh, I've enjoyed it more and more each time. It's really subtle in, like, what it's trying to say without sort of beating you over the head with... Well, it's subtle and some not things, in, yeah. in some ways. But uh, I, it's it's just, like, a really great, like, sort of Jaws-style blockbuster movie that is, like, the perfect blend of being able to enjoy it just on the, sur- on the surface level as, like, a fun monster movie but also there being a lot of stuff to read into if you choose to, uh, you know, think about it a little bit more in depth. Um, yeah, much like Prey, like, it has a very familiar structure. It's yeah. very, very Spielbergian. Yeah, but it's, it's just Jaws. executed yeah. perfectly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, for me, number two is The Northman. Nice. Um, I, I'm assuming it's probably your guys' number one. Uh, Spoilers. Not to spoil anything, but I I thought this movie was awesome. You know, Robert Eggers is an amazing director, and, you know, this kind of big-budget Robert Eggers movie is incredible to see. We're probably not going to see this kind of big-budget Eggers movie again for a while, you know, especially because this movie didn't do incredibly at the box office, unfortunately. Um, However... I think this is a monumental achievement. Skarsgård is just incredibly uh, powerful in this movie. Uh, all the performances are incredible, whether it's Willem Dafoe or Anya Taylor-Joy or, you know, Nicole Kidman. Just so many good performances, so much good cinematography, just confident filmmaking overall. Just incredible film. Robert Eggers in a nutshell, man. Also, Nope. Your number two is Nope. Yep. Nice. And uh, for all the reasons we just said, we can move on. Uh, my <laughs> number my number two is a film that I knew would only make it into my top five. That's okay. My number two is Crimes of the Future. Um, it is a film that I can 100% understand not being for everybody. It's a very small scale. It's very quiet. It's kind of anticlimactic. But man, I sure loved it. Loved everything about it. Uh, it feels like a, a comfy, cozy movie for me, which is weird to say about a Cronenberg film. But uh, I just have not been able to stop thinking about Viggo Mortensen dressed like a ninja, uh, <laughs> crouching in alleys, going. <laughs> 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 Or fucking uh, Kristen Stewart's weird, twitchy, pervert performance. Yeah, it's it's everything I love about like late era Cronenberg. I definitely uh, understand not being everybody's thing, but yeah, it's it's truly a unique movie. And I will say, if you like Crimes of the Future, I would also recommend seeing Flux Gourmet. Because oh, yeah. which I haven't in seen. terms of themes and ideas, it's somewhat similar. You should all watch it at some point. Um, yeah, I, I actually really like Flex Gourmet. I agree uh, with all of that. Yeah. My my number one is Barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> this was probably my favorite 
theater experience of the past few years. Oh, yeah. I love movies that continually take me by surprise and go in unexpected places. And this movie's bread and butter is that. You know, I don't think I've heard a theater gasp in unison as many times as in this movie. And, you know, there's those uncomfortable, nervous laughs that people do when things catch them off guard. Yeah. I love the look of this movie. I love that long flashback sequence, for example. I love the dark, grimy, you know, sub-sub-basement hallways. The production design is excellent. Um, I love how funny this movie is. I just love this movie overall. Can't recommend it more. Amazing movie. Alright, Tease, you want to talk about The Northman? Yeah. Let's talk about The Northman. <laughs> well, I think, I think Ben covered a lot of what I have to say about The Northman, but I think for me, The Northman was b- what Barbarian was for Ben. Same. I saw it three times in the theater wow, this yeah. year um, because I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, so it's, cool. it's very, like, it's some, it was something totally new and different from what you normally expect from Robert Eggers, but man, it paid off. He, he was able to go from something like the lighthouse with just like a very small scale two actor powerhouse performances, like sort of slow descent into madness into like a sprawling Viking epic. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was, uh, you know, to, to echo what Ben was saying, just like fantastic performances across the board, beautifully shot. M- the music, the score is incredible. I still just like have bits and pieces of it that sort of like pop into my head unbidden. Like I just, it, yeah. Masterpiece. My favorite film of 2022. No, absolutely. It just keeps fucking going. It's it's incredible. I love I love Bjork's aesthetic in that like those two shots she's in. Yeah, she was great. Haunting. I love the, the the little shells in front of the eyes. The soundtrack is really cool. And I love just like the, the, the fucking Dark Souls crypt fight was just everything I could ask for in a movie. Tell I, you what though, sure did have an annoying online discourse cycle around it. I don't yeah. sure fucking did. No, let's not even talk about it. The uh to summarize the Northmen, it's 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 just ooh for two hours, yeah. and it's awesome. And I love movies like that. So yeah, easy easy just, pick Northmen just for number one. Sweating and shouting until you finally ascend into Valhalla. Yep, that's yeah. it. That's life. Yeah. Well, uh, we should do a couple shoutouts for other movies Honorable we, mentions, we yeah. enjoyed. Uh, I want. This was a this, real. This was a I really good year. I want to take this time to shout out a few non-horror movies uh, that I really loved this year. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about other oh, horror yeah. movies we liked. Yeah. So uh, a few non-horror movies that I would absolutely recommend checking out as soon as possible. One is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. 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 Um, that was a great one. It's probably Maybe favorite movie. Of one the year. of my top five overall this yeah. year. Just an incredibly moving, funny, uh, exciting movie. So unique and original. Um, all the performances are great. 
check it out. You know, you'll like it. It's my favorite movie this year. Um, like, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I really loved it. Uh, the other shout-out is Triple R. RRR. Oh, you still like, need to see that. It? I watched it in the theater. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, I've actually watched it recently too. Yeah, I it's think great. it's incredible. Dude, it's one agree. of the best action movies of the past like five or six years. Yeah. Um, I love how anti colonialist it is. Yeah. And uh, this movie. Bollywood at its best. It has everything. Yeah. It has music sequences that don't suck and feel motivated. Agreed. It has action. It has comedy, it has romance, it has, you know, bits of thriller in it. Um, it's gritty and violent and brutal at times. Amazing movie. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, I get goosebumps. I forgot know, about RRR. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, you know, the director said he was very influenced by Mel Gibson's movies. <laughs> and you can see it in it. You know, in the showmanship. For better or worse. <laughs> well, in this but case, like, only for better. For like, better. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. again, it's, it's very anti-colonial. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's I, I morals. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I've only it's heard on amazing Netflix. things. I, love it. I would definitely recommend the it. Only, the only reason that I haven't watched it since they put it up on Netflix is it's only the, the Hindi version. The Hindi dub. Which isn't that the... Doesn't matter. Uh, that doesn't matter because that's, it, what it, that's what... Yeah, that's what was shown in theaters. Yeah. Because a lot of oh, it, I thought... it's, it's a mix of Hindi and English. No, because it's... I. <sighs> no, because British colonialists come in, Yes, and I, that no, part I... is in English, obviously. I understand that, but I when they put it up on Netflix, I was reading about it. The actual film, the non-English stuff, is in a different language that's not Hindi that I'm blanking on the name of and that when they put it up on Netflix they only did the Hindi dub instead of the original language oh, that it weird. was. Maybe which, it, the theatrical version was different. The, theat- the theatrical version was the was, in its, play, was in its original language. So I watched the Netflix one and I, that's likely very true. I, it, I mean, it sounds like it is. Um, but I will say that like I don't feel like I lost too much by that. Like, yeah. I, I really appreciated like the, the language play stuff in the movie because it is a pretty integral part of the film. I feel like it's a weird gripe I, for me to have, yeah. but... I, I was lucky enough to see it in theaters. It was like the AMC 15 because mm-hmm. I just walked over there when I was living over by there. And the guy working behind the concession counter, I, I told him I was seeing the movie and he was like, dude, that movie's amazing. I've seen it like three times, and I've brought like all of my uh, friends to go see it. Isn't and it like three and a half hours? I was about long? to say yeah. that's the one downside. It's it is very. That's the it thing. Is, like it, it is transcends length because it's so good. Plenty, plenty of fucking movies do that. Like all Martin Scorsese's movies do that. Fucking Sam, Seven Samurai is also three and a half but, hours, yeah, but it doesn't feel yeah, like it. Just incredible. But yes. Um, the well, last, it just in, t- in terms of movies that transcend their length, they're not wrong. It's funny. They like, don't feel as long as they the, are. Yeah, absolutely. The last non-horror movie that I want to shout out is Ambulance. Yes. Maybe the awesome. best Michael Bay movie of all time. I'm not even a big Michael Bay head, you know, and I loved Ambulance. More than The Rock, the more than Pain and Gain even, and I love Pain and Gain. I think The Ambulance is an incredible film. Jake Gyllenhaal gives a great performance. Yal, yeah, oh, uh, Mateen. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. Yeah. yeah. He gives an incredible f- performance as well. Uh, it's a ballsy thriller. Some of the greatest drone shots I've ever seen yes. in any movie. That is it, such a, that is such know. a big thing. It, it's one of the only movies that I saw this year where I felt like 
it was actually like pushing filmmaking forward mm-hmm. as a medium just in terms of like like drone drone photography has been a thing in movies for as long as drones have but this movie is doing like action drone photography shit that i have never fucking seen before yeah, yeah and the it shot is where, like uh, where the car, car goes over a ramp and it goes and the drone under. flies under it yeah. as it's ramping over man incredible just full of shit like that yeah and i'm look i'm a sucker for heist movies and this is one of the best heist movies of recent years yeah huge recommend a couple of non-horror movies that i would i do want to shout out as well um Top Gun Maverick oh, needs yeah, needs sure. no needs yeah. no explanation. Uh, I think it's better than the original. Absolutely uh, great, great like action movie. Uh, yes, it's it's imperialist. Whatever. Tom Cruise is a fucking superstar, man. Um, and similarly to Ambulance, like filmmaking techniques that I've just never seen before. All of the like in cockpit stuff incredible legendary the other movie that i want to shout out on a much smaller scale that i really enjoyed though was three thousand years of longing oh god the new george miller movie a very small personal sincere sweet film that is uh really fun and uh very nicely shot a lot of nice like good use of cg effects and like small and sincere but also like so epic you know, yeah, the same capacity. Like it's such a comfy movie. It's mm-hmm. comfy, uh, and it has those like f- weird, like OG sci-fi, like weird Flash Gordon-y bits with like the weird octopus and stuff like that in the, in the corner. And stuff. Yeah, I love that movie. Yes, mind if I? Yeah, or you got more? Please. Uh, I was I was gonna shout out a couple of horror films that didn't make it in the top five. Yeah, uh, we we should definitely recognize the accomplishments of uh, Ty West this year, X and Pearl, Mm -hmm. uh, both very high on my list. Just didn't quite squeak into the top five. I will say, the more I think about Pearl, the more I love it. Same. Like, I still think I prefer X over the two, but I I really like both of them a lot. X is a better movie. I think I like Pearl more. I can see that. Yeah. Um, also want to shout out uh, the new Scream movie. I yeah, think we all kind of expected that to not be very good. Yeah, yeah Scream was awesome. turned out really well. And uh, the last one that I do want to give a nod to, even though it's pretty divisive, and I think I probably liked it better than y'all did, um, I did enjoy Men, the new Alex Me Garland too. film. Um, it's it's lanky, but I like it. It's it is a little it's a little pretentious, um, but man, that that last fifteen minutes Ooh, uh, is is uh, unforgettable. Not my favorite Alex Garland film by any means, uh, and a film that I think was not super well received this year. Saw a lot of hate on men, but uh, I I did, much like in real life. <laughs> um, but uh, but I I did really enjoy it. Yeah, Others, so, Cleve? Uh, yeah, of course, I had a shout-out to X and Pearl as well. Um, and then after that, it is a paragraph uh, that I wrote. Um, I'll just read it. Uh, crimes uh, should be my favorite. I was thinking about it. And I, I looked at it, and I thought, okay, when it comes to subject matter, the world building, all of that stuff, it should be the top of my list. When it comes to, like, movies that are me, you know, for, for years on this podcast, I was, I'm not as much of a horror guy, I'm a sci-fi guy. And this movie is all the kinds of sci-fi that I love, directed the way I love it, with actors I love, with a lot of sequences that I really like. Um, so I've been trying to put my finger on why it even didn't even make my list. 
And it's, you know, even though I love everything, from the practicals to the world building, it didn't make me feel a lot. And I know that's the point of the movie. And it's a good point. I like that about the movie. But it still hurt its ranking against all these other ones because just there's so many spectacular bangers that made me feel so much that, like, it's hard for me to say this movie that made me feel nothing... You, you know, like, it's hard. It's hard I for mean, me to it. it deserves a lot of praise, and it's an amazing movie, and you should check it out. That's why it was my number two. Absolutely. Considering your your point on that, I think you should talk about Flux Gourmet for a second. Okay. Because it's very similar, um, but I know you liked it a lot more. So, I, yeah, I like, I like Flux Gourmet a lot more than Crimes, um, uh, because there's a lot more reactivity in the film. There's a lot of feel. Crimes of the Future is about a world where, like, we, we hardly feel anything anymore because we've done away with disease and pain. And so, like, people don't, you know, are trying to find new highs there. And that's, that's awesome. Flux Gourmet is full of a bunch of dramatic, shitty artists. And, you know, it comes from a world that, like, I'm all too familiar with. Uh, and it was Sounds everything... like Velvet Buzzsaw. No, it was everything I wanted from Velvet Buzzsaw. Mm. Absolutely. They're still very different films. Um, but uh, I think this movie executes it even better. And uh, more believably, for as goofy as it gets, and also it's fucking hilarious. Uh, Flux Gourmet is really funny. It's pulling the pants down on like the 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 fine art, the mo- yeah. postmodern fine art. Some of the best movies. costume design I've seen in any movie yeah. this year. Um, oh, and uh, the oh, actress. Oh, I can't remember the, the actress's name, but she's uh, Brienne of Tarth in Game of Thrones. Oh, she uh, is excellent in that movie. Gwen- Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn something. Station. I can't. That sounds right. It's a uh, Gwendolyn State, I believe. Gwendolyn Stacy sounds right. Don't quote me but on yeah, that. She she's fantastic in it. Um, yeah, uh, I I love I love her character. She's just this like domineering like academy shit lord, and I I, I love I love everyone in that film. It's it's great. I want to watch it again. Well, uh, shall we move on to our. Uh... Our potty award. Yeah, let me yeah. just crack open this Guinness. So we have this divided into, or Ben rather, who came up with these categories, has divided this into two sections. We're going to do our potty awards for uh, new films first. And then we, he also put together some categories for uh, sequels that we talked about since we had our our year of the sequel theme for our picks. Um, Now, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to do this like we did last year, where for each category we put forth a nomination and and then come to a consensus on one that we want to give the award to. I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, I think we did that last year and that makes sense. So uh, why don't you start us off, then? So we'll start with new movies. The first category is Best Cinematography. I feel like this is a pretty clear winner. The Northman. The Northman. Uh, Talk about achievement in cinematography. Just incredible work. Some of those long takes are just mind-blowing. I think of the pillaging scene. Yeah. You could pick out any scene in that movie as a standout scene of the year. What was your nomination, Clave? I'm going to surprise you. I put Northman at the top of my list. I think it's the best overall movie, and I do think that the cinematography is probably better than Nope, but I put Nope up there. I I just I, I, I think about every sequence, and what I love about it is how it's shot. Nope is very it's well shot. Shit, mm-hmm. man. And yeah, yeah it's, it's very well shot, but... I don't know. I don't think it says... Uh, Northman's... I think Northman's a better the more, I, mean, I think the Northman... Honestly. Well, I mean... We're, we're, that's, coming, to we're coming to a consensus on which one deserves yeah. oh, well, then, it. So, yeah, the Northman. Yeah. Okay, yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. 
So the Northman wins Best Cinematography. Oh, I did. I do want to put a shout out, and I should have put this in my my top shout outs too. But I did want to do a shout out to the rear screen van sequence in Hellraiser because I thought that was a really that cool was shot. Really cool. And, oh, I yeah. wanna, and I do also just want to give out a shout out to Hellraiser. It wasn't as good of like an '80s return to form as Prey, but I still really liked it. And it's it's just nice that we got two '80s return to form movies this year, and neither of them ate ass. Yeah, like, like I said <laughs> in the episode, it's a mediocre script. Uh, executed just perfectly. Yes. You know? I agree. Uh, okay, so best score. You know, I picked for this one a movie that I didn't love, but a score that was amazing, and that was Men. Hey, same! Uh, I thought the score for Men was just mind-blowing with the choral stuff. I, actually, I have what my note is, uh, best score, Morbius, parentheses, hat That's not score, that's soundtrack. Yeah, uh, no, I'm just kidding, uh, by, uh, Firestarter. No, just kidding, it doesn't fit the movie. Uh, men. Um, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, in parentheses I have written, uh, wanky mo- movie, but it fit, and I love that breathy shit. All of the choral stuff, the vocal stuff in Men was great, yeah, and it sounds Men, like score I, remember I think I get that motif of, <laughs> oh, yeah. stuck in my head just all the time. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm. I'm. Stop. I'm. I'm fine. Can I'm more than happy to give that award to men. My nomination was for the Northmen uh, as well, for the same reason where it just like keeps getting stuck in my head. Just like absolutely incredible score. Um, but I almost picked men before I'm like, no, I think about the Northmen score more than I think about the men score. So happy to give that one to men. All right. So, uh, yeah, best score goes to men. Uh, so next is best performance. This was a tough one. Yeah. There's quite a few options for this one, but for me, I think the most memorable one was Mia Goth in Pearl. Yeah. You know, that movie lies on her shoulders and she gives such an incredible f- performance in that movie. You know, the the end credit sequence when she's just holding a smile, smile. for super long. So good. Has just becomes a grimace. Like yeah. a mind virus. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, you know, unsee that. Like, that is stuck in my head constantly. And also, she was in two movies this year. See, Playing my nomination was also for Mia Goth, but for X, because of the dual role she does in that. Mm-hmm. And I know that... Part of it is because she was lathered up under all that old age makeup, but still, the fact that oh, she, that, she that I went that. through the yeah. whole movie without being able to put together that that was her until the credits rolled is just a credit to how well she defined both of those characters in the same movie, yeah. and you know carried it over again into Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, who, what was your nomination, Clay, for best performance? So I have three runner-ups. There were a lot of really um, good yeah. performances like, this year. Uh, so my one of them is Mia Goth. The next runner-up would have been Kristen Stewart in Crimes of the Future. I again, I love. I how thought much about of that too. Is. Like it's so she's she is like for someone who has done like mostly like princess roles in movies, you know, kind of like Twilight and Snow White and all that shit. Like and and uh, you know she's she's done another of other great roles as well. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not I'm not trying to like undercut her career, but yeah, um, I don't think it's fair to say that that's mostly what she's done. I feel like she's had a similar like renaissance as like Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. and deservedly yeah. so. Both and, Twilight um, folks. I, I think, but like she's always like known for being like a very like attractive flat. character. Yeah, but and, also flat. But also yeah, yeah, flat. Yeah, yeah. Here, Natalie Portman. Portman esque. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And here, like I I was earnestly creeped out by her. 
And I, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta fucking respect that. Like that's that's hard to do, and she did it really well. Um, but my uh, she, main, yeah, my, she was my runner up too. Yeah, actually. my main pick, uh, and like, let's go, ladies, was Amber Mid Thunder. Very good performance. Just as well. real powerhouse performance. Yeah. Great, year. great um, action performance as well. Like, yeah. So it's uh, my my notes for her. Is, I mean, we're gonna give it to Mia Goth, but my notes for for Amber Mid Thunder are uh, she held her own against the memory of the full cast of Predator in the eyes of many people. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's a great point. Like whole like. Come on, right? Like, and again, yeah. this is like coming off of um, like so many of these other like 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 Mirithu like movies with uh, like fucking Captain Marvel and other shit like that, where like all of the the fucking nerd bro dudes and everyone out there are just ready to jump on like any like female action star right now. Um, the fact that she was able to like win over everybody in that respect because like Prey did well and like it was well received as far as I'm concerned like physical performances well she won over everybody except the chuds but that's to be expected yeah but like I mean even like the chuds like I I just I saw very little hate Uh, maybe maybe no there was tons of it yeah fuck them it was all the chuds being like it's unbelievable that a woman would be able to fight a predator there was a there was a lot of like chud adjacent people you know like People like I, I, still I mean, people people, people who appreciated the movie all pretty pretty resoundingly praised yeah. her performance and, and like um, and, and again, you're going to win over so, those fuckers yeah. and who cares? I would honestly, I'm not going to applaud the movie for winning over those fuckers anyway because they don't. You know, it's whatever. But yeah. the point is, is that in the odds of many, like yeah, she she was able to hold up against the memory of the entire full cast of Predator. Like physical performances are as important to me as just dramatic acting, and uh, she did great at both. Big fat ass shout out to Amber Mid Thunder. Um, just, just kick ass. All and yeah, Amber Mid Thunder, Kristen Stewart, and Mia Goth. All just y'all fucking killing it. Yeah, Kristen Stewart was my big runner up too. The only the thing that really put Mia Goth over for me is because Kristen Stewart's performance is so it's kind of a it's like such a supporting role in Crimes of the Future, and Mia Goth is. Yeah. She's in all two through, movies. She, all yeah. throughout. Three characters, yeah. Two so movies. the 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 award for best performance goes to Mia Goth. We'll call it X slash Pearl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, you know, the I, I do want to give a shout out to Skarsgård in the North. Oh, Alexander yeah. Skarsgård no. is fantastic. What yeah. a body yeah. Nicole Nicole Kidman and Ethan Hawke, like all oh, the Ethan all Hawk. the people in the yeah, Northmen, really, um, and Barbarian so too. Yeah, Barbarian. Yeah. Man. Uh, okay, well, that's a good segue. Scariest sequence in a movie this year. Mm-hmm. That goes, to me, that goes to the lower basement sequence in Barbarian, where we get the death of Skarsgård. Mm. You know, that takes... The other Skarsgård. The, yeah, yeah, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill dies, you know, and it took me... And the rest of the theater-going audience, when I first saw it, by such surprise that there was, like, an audible gasp throughout the theater. And how amazing is that? It's like, shocking. That's, that's, yeah. that's an experience you don't always get when, like, the whole theater gasps or, or screams. Like, I feel like people talk about, you know, audiences screaming at horror movies a lot, but I don't feel like it happens much. You know, realistically. No. That is a sequence where people were legitimately surprised and, like, audibly gasped. And I have to give it to that. Clave? I sat down, and I just kind of closed my eyes. And I kind of ran through all the movies. And what sequences in the spot, in the theater at that time, made my stomach turn. 
you know, and like fall. Like and and for me that was the stable sequence and note. Which ends up being a fake out. Oh. Like and that's what's so so cool about it, is even though it isn't an act it it, it, it isn't like a scare of consequence, it's the one that in the moment I was the most scared. Like when he's you see these weird silhouettes of aliens and then one comes out and there's another one and they're walking towards him. I was totally in the moment and utterly terrified. Earnestly. Like it sucked me right in. And then the monkey sequence at the beginning too is like so fucking spooky. And yeah, I just I think that Nope had some of the scariest scares there. The barbarian, I tend to think of the shot where the barbarian cre- like the the creature like the the incest goblin like just comes down the hall and then recedes. Mm. I think about that shot a lot. But for me, like, when I was watching that scene in the movie, I was thinking, like, oh, my God, like, the the camera effects are so good. It looks so good. I was, like, so caught up in the spectacle of it, I wasn't scared. But for that scene in Nope, I was earnestly scared. See, my my nomination is also from Nope, but it's a different sequence. The, the scariest one for me is the, the Star Lasso experience. Yeah. When Jupe and everybody there gets sucked up into the 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 creature, so and just like it coming down over them, and then like the hard cut to black, and you think that like it's going to like not show you what happens, and then it comes in from black, like inside the creature, just like seeing all of the people getting sucked up into it, and then like passed through like its gullet or whatever and the the texture and the sound and the screaming and it's just like the element of that sequence that i love the most is it's so darkly shot mm -hmm. that you can't completely tell what's going on that's that's what makes it scarier is like and it's so it's so tight too like Mm -hmm. it's so it's like you feel claustrophobic and constrained like the people do and like the sound design just does so much of the work there and uh yeah that that sequence i find legitimately stomach churning all three times i've seen that movie this year it always it always uh ooh, gives me the gives me the willies yeah i'm partial to all three of these i'm kind of biased towards barbarian but i think that scene is probably the other scariest scene, you know, <laughs> it's one that's really stuck with me from Nope. All right, let's give it um, that one. Yeah, let's give Star it Lasso that. experience, Star Lasso scariest Lasso. sequence in Nope. Most like... unnecessary. Yes, sequel. sequel slash remake, as we talked about. Yes, or yes. A remake. Yeah. Um, so new for, the, these are new sequels that yes. we covered this year. Not yes. we'll new get into our yeah, of which there were plenty, tons. And, uh, because we expanded it into remakes. I'm kind of going to go against my general rule of thumb, and that's to, you know, remake mediocre movies from the past Mm -hmm. to make them good. And this is for Firestarter. You know, I think... (laughs) Oh, so you're saying usually it's good form to do that. Yeah, it's good form to remake a bad movie rather than a good movie, because... That way you can take another right. shot at it. But yeah. if you're gonna remake a mediocre to bad movie and make it also bad to mediocre, you're just wasting everyone's time. Firestarter is a great example of that. Uh, yeah, for me it was Texas Chainsaw. 
Texas Chainsaw for me too. Yeah, like, yeah. Just the, the Firestarter like, was bad, but again, Texas Chainsaw was more offensive to me. Yeah, it's the yeah. legacy of Texas. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that makes total sense. Okay, so Texas Chainsaw gets that one. Hottest mess. Hottest. So mess. there's so many choices. There are we a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I think y'all know mine. Firestarter you know, would be a good one for the Firestarter pun. Firestarter would be great. Great. Uh, there's so many that would be great. The thing is, the hottest mess, in my opinion, and this might surprise y'all, but I think it's Morbius. Because it's such a hot mess that it became a meme. Like, it's hard to become that hot of a mess. You know, Jared Leto has become a meme because he's such a shitty actor. I will say. like, that's... Part of that is is due to the fact that it's it's pop culture Marvel shit. I also, will, I Jared... will put some of that on on. The, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like his performance and all it did, like cement it. I the think Venom movies didn't get that treatment. I think Jared Leto's meme status contributed to Morbius being such a meme more so than vice versa because. He, Jared Leto as a shitty actor has sure. been a meme since Suicide Squad. But I also think Squad. about like that awful ADR <clears throat> scene. Yeah, and the the half oh, sex scene. You were you were not wrong that it's a hot mess. Yeah. I'm certain oh, yeah, that, def- that was no, I mean, that was probably my. It wasn't the one I ended up going with, but it was it would have it was a close. Yeah. And if we're looking at the public scale, I mean, yeah, like yeah. it'd be Morbius. But uh, for me, uh, it's I don't think this is a surprise. But I was just so fascinated by how good an evil Jordan Peterson premise could have been that I I gotta give it, for me, to Don't Worry Darling. Also, I, and I will also say, a great pick. Also, another great pick. I'm really surprised you didn't go with his Orphan First Kill. Another hot mess. Another Again, hot mess. Like, this is or a, Lanky Kong First Kill. This is like say, a, long arms. a category that has so many good yeah. choices. Yes. Even the Monsters. The Monsters was mine. Yeah. The Monsters is mine mostly because of just first of all how fucking ugly and cheap it looked but also on top of that how tonally confusing it is and like who is the audience supposed to be i just think back to that original trailer that they put out how it might have been the worst trailer i've ever seen ever really set the tone for the movie Um, i think for me i think i gotta go with don't worry darling out oh, really? of the three. Like, I think, you know... With all the story behind the story, scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes yeah. stuff. It, it sounds like production was literally like, all, all the screaming mess. matches yeah. you hear about, like, that's some hot match. All, yeah, yeah the, and the the adultery and whatnot. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll uh, relent and give it yeah. to Don't Worry Darling. Yeah. I think so that's fair. Hottest cool. mess goes to Don't nice. Worry Darling. A lot of hot messes this year. A lot year. of hot messes. Um, yeah. A- any of them are vi- very viable contenders. <laughs> Um, so next is most overrated. Oh yeah, I got one. Um, for me, this was the Black Phone. Same! You know, oh, interesting. I, there was a lot of critical praise around this movie. And, and I, I don't get it. Didn't get it, yeah, I exactly. don't get it either. Because I think this is a perfectly okay movie. Thank you. Nothing about me. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I agree with that, and you know, I'll, I'll probably end up letting y'all have that one but my nomination for most overrated i think is a little bit of a spicy take Mm. and i want to make it clear before i say it that i don't think this is a bad movie i just think it's overrated for what everybody said and that's mad god 
I liked. Ooh, yeah. I liked I, Mad uh, God. I did. I definitely agree I think, with that. Agree. I think Mad God is a really incredible technical achievement, but Jesus Christ, after all the years of hype and the way that everybody was talking about this movie, that it's like the greatest fucking thing ever made. I just I I didn't I didn't get much out of it we, outside of outside of the technical yeah, That's yeah. So fucking yeah. wild right like, outside we, we're of both the... like we love grim dark warhammery shit yeah and like, and like high art um like repulsive yeah. you know like weird spectacle yeah. stuff and I feel the same I just way. needed something to I just needed now, something right? to ground can't. me in it a little bit more mm-hmm. and I and I do you know I was on the journey it just I was overall positive on it I think I gave it a three and a half out of five yeah, which is like a fine. good score but like I've seen so many people say that this is like their film of the year Honestly, and it just comes nowhere close I for me. love that pick I too. am to give it to Mad God. Okay. Because it's funny, we both think Phone is, yeah, is definitely overrated as well. But I sure I think I haven't you know, seen nearly kind of the, as much praise the for the Black Phone. Praise of Mad God, especially because it's been in production for so long. Yeah, for so many you know, years. It's like, ridiculous. And I, and I want to say too, like with the Black Phone, like there was even uh, like a Red Letter Media episode about it where like Jay Bauman like praised it for like an hour, and the whole time I was like. I, I just don't get it. Well, like, well, and the thing is, too, is like they they even had a point like on that episode where um they were talking about that like you know with the bros not getting it stuff like that. But every point that I've heard about Black Phone was something that not only do I understand in that moment, but I understood while I was watching it, and I just didn't think it was that great. Yeah, like I'm with you. I like I like I said I I think that that's a great pick. Mm-hmm. But um, no, let's go to Mad God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mad sure. Mad God is uh is is a fine movie and i'm glad that people got so much out of it yeah all right so next category is most underrated for me this goes to the sadness i feel like this movie has completely gone under the radar but it is one of the greatest score movies i've seen in a long time and you know again it's such a great practical showcase practical effects showcase that i think more people need to see it and it's an extreme movie, so it's not for everyone. But it's really well done for what it is. True. Great pick. Wholeheartedly agree. There's there's so many great shots in it. I need to watch that one again. For me, uh, I have, uh, in parentheses, uh, rant, colon. I talk to a lot of people about Nope. Wait, you think Nope? You're and, Nope for most underrated. Yes, because I talk to a lot of people about it, and I'm just and it's the thing that has frustrated me the most. Like, I've had a lot of conversations with folks, and I've seen a lot of takes on movies from folks like nope was loved by a lot of people but like i i got a surprising number of reactions from people who just didn't get the spielberg part about it and that they just wanted like get out too and they were like i wasn't scared i kept hearing like i just didn't think it was scary or i didn't get it i don't understand that because spielberg is like made to to be easy to get exactly sky Sky jellyfish is very easy to get and I just feel like these people want to get out part two, and I hate that people are trying to fucking pigeonhole Jordan Peele. What's get the... out is fantastic, but let the man make something different. He did, and it ruled. Um, and like, I just feel like that, like you know, Nope did okay in the box office, right? Like, yeah, no, and, no, I mean, Nope like, did, Nope did very well. Yeah, it yeah. did very well, and you know, and his I think he received mostly universal to your praise. Point, like, I do think it. I think it might have the lowest letterbox rating of the three Jordan Peele movies. 
Yeah. I could see that. I have That's seen a lot of people say that it's their least favorite. I'm, I love it. I'm unsure where it sits in my ranking now, honestly, because it has really grown on it's me a lot. It's my favorite of his three. Honestly, awesome. it might be my it favorite of his three. might be my least favorite, but I still really but like it. But it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I've given on all all three of his movies on the podcast, I've given a five out of five. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. it's like... The people, too, is that like they were mad that it didn't have commentary in it. And I was like, one, it absolutely did. It has tons. It has tons. But you know what it was though is that it, it it's is, just I, less. I just it's less. Ra- it's less racial commentary exactly. than the first, than and, his other movies. And I just, I think I talked to a number of people who just like they wanted their weird white guilt bullshit mm. watching it. And yeah. it's like, I, it's like that's that's fine. Get out is very good, but like, and us, yeah. But like, I don't know. I just think it's a really dumb expectation to put on a director. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I I agree with you. I. I mean, honestly, that's, that's just what pissed me off the most, though. I think that like your choices for most underrated are much better. I got my rain out of the way. That's all I want. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think honestly, like I, I have seen largely universal praise for Nope outside of like a few naysayers here and there. Honestly, if I had to put it anywhere, I would say that Nope is maybe the most rated film of the year. Good. I, I, hope, I, I hope so. I, um my my pick for for most underrated is uh is Bones and All. Um yes. what really cemented that for me was the fact that it only did like $200,000 opening weekend yeah. domestically, which still doesn't seem right to me. I don't know how that's fucking possible. Like, it's not a high budget movie, but like, Jesus Christ. Although, that being said, it did just come out. I, I think it's probably still in theaters while we're recording this. Maybe not by the time this comes out. So, it might be a little bit too early to really say that it's underrated, but. I haven't heard fucking anybody yeah. talk about I mean, like, it other than my friends, us. Like, go and see it. You know, like you gotta check it out. I, other Look, than man. other than you two, I have not heard a single person say yeah. anything about yeah. Bones and All since it came out. I gotta say, you know, I respect both of those choices, but I think the movie that's going most under the radar is The Sadness. I, I don't I'll, think I'll I've give heard it to anyone yeah. talk about that movie. I mean, including I, us, we didn't we didn't even like yeah, put it in yeah. our in our tops. So like it's it's it was kind of underrated by us too. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm that fine was, giving that to yeah. the sadness. Yeah, that's that's very fair. Um, like we should give we should give the sadness something. It was an incredible yeah. movie. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And we, we shout out for sure. Like, so it's, that it's was awesome. all of the new movie potties. Alright. So next we're gonna we have a few more categories, but these are specifically Related to our sequel picks from this year. Not the sequel. Year of the sequel, not new movies. Yes. So let's start off with most unnecessary sequel. For me, this was Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Hey, me too. (laughs) Um, You know, Blair Witch 1 is such a great singular film. uh, And I know they were trying to do something different with this movie. And for the most part, it fell flat. So. Yeah, terribly so. Yeah, ditto that. What was what was yours, Cleve? Candyman Two is mine. Really? I liked it. Huh. I know we just did an episode on it. I still feel the same I did. But... It is pretty unnecessary though, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's yeah, my specifically wrote fun enough, but definitely not needed. Like it's That's, that's fair. fair. Yeah. I think that applies to a number of the sequels we talked yeah. about this year. Yeah, same, um, with, same with Predator Two. 
Like, um, it's too charming, though, Like, so it's fine. Yeah, uh, Pred- no, Pre- and, and Predator, Predator 2 is great. <laughs> Predator 2 is great. That is, like, I mean, sure, you didn't need to make a sequel, but if you did, and it's fun, and it's good, then it's not unnecessary. You pulled yeah. it off. Yeah. I'll fight for Blair Witch 2. Yeah, I think, it, oh, I think it easily yeah. wins here. Mm-hmm. Book of Shadows. Um, okay, so biggest surprise is next. I'll let you guys start, yeah, yeah. actually. My biggest surprise... Was Gremlins 2. Now I heard it was great and weird as fuck. Like everyone loves Gremlins 2. There's all Keen feels good about it. Like I went in knowing this movie's gonna be weird, but it's probably gonna be great. But nothing can prepare you for Gremlins 2. So I was still like even still I was like, holy shit, holy shit, this movie's awesome. Like every scene, and I was just so taken by like how great Gremlins 2 is. Gremlins 2 might have been biggest surprise for me if I hadn't seen it before. Uh, you get it. Which which I had. But for me the biggest surprise was the cat. Which is kind of oh, a, an okay. unofficial sequel, you know, the another wisely movie, yeah. sort of an unofficial yeah. sequel to the seventh curse. But uh, I think that's a great pick. I was not expecting the places that that shit no, goes. That alien cat. cat. Yeah, I I think my pick is the cat as well. Um, considering it might be my favorite movie that I've seen this year. Really, it stuck with me. It's so and much fun. I desperately so weird. Want yeah. One of the the boutique Blu-ray distributors to put out a Blu-ray of it. Do you like a Vinegar Syndrome Yeah, because yeah. it's only gotten, like, shitty TV rips and, like, DVDs. And, like, this movie deserves as much attention, if not more, than Ricky O or The Seventh Curse. Wholeheartedly like, agree. That weird monster, all the weird monsters are so cool. Like, yeah. Bloodborne-esque. The cat shit. was it's great. so creative. Um, I, 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 uh, actually my, my buddies and I from movie night, we quote like the, the bit where he puts the grenade in the guy's bath and he goes, bye bye. We do that to <laughs> each other like all the time. It's so funny. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, definitely give it to the cat for sure. Sweet. I think that's, that's a fantastic pick. So next is biggest letdown. And for me, that's cabin fever too. You know, Ty West has had such a great, year this year with x and pearl that to know that he did an awful cabin fever remake yeah is just such a letdown because he has so much potential as a director to do something fun and interesting with that franchise cabin fever 2 and blair witch 2 were both uh contenders for me for biggest letdown but for me, it was Cube 2, Hypercube. Oh, an excellent choice. That's because I feel like it shouldn't be that hard to make a fun follow-up to Cube. Like, the premise is so simple, and the idea of doing Cube, but also with, like, space-time bending... Like, that seems like it writes itself. Yeah, that's But fine. they managed to make it confusing and stupid and (laughs) ugly like just all the fucking white instead of like the colors and the bad cg so i actually went to show hypercube to everybody at movie night and it was kind of late 
and like we all just kind of got tired and we just gave up on watch finishing it through yeah and i didn't even feel the need to be like no we gotta get to the end cube 2 is terrible it was just like yeah this sucks like, no it's, it's like yeah this is such yeah. a sin. 15 15 minutes in you know it sucks and nothing about nothing about it sucks any more or less through the rest of the movie but we were constantly throughout the movie uh singing uh the donkey kong theme but with cube 2 Hyper cube. <laughs> it's not very good. And that's what it is. You know, like they're going on. But yeah. Uh, What's cube your biggest letdown? Uh, my biggest letdown was the same as Ben's, actually. Now, over time, unlike you guys, my opinion on the original Cabin Fever has gone down since I first saw it. Interesting. But, I think it's boom. a great movie yeah. still. Eli Roth, <laughs> right, right, underrated down. director. Calm down. But, like, yeah, I, uh, but, but at least I can remember Cabin Fever 2. Or Cabin Fever 1, right? Like... It's got pancakes, it's got the, all the fun sequences, all the kills. Yeah, the he's a professor yeah. of being a dog. Yeah, Faced! <laughs> yeah, there's there's some fun energy with it, it's good. I enjoyed, I really enjoyed watching it with you guys. That I cherish, that I still like about the movie. But man, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I, I had to look up a trailer to remember Cabin Fever 2. Yeah, I, I barely to, I, I remember not, Cabin Fever 2. Like, and as soon as I did start to watch the trailer and I was seeing scenes that I had definitely seen before... I was like, oh, yeah, this was lame. Like, there like, was nothing. And to think Ty West, of all people, directed Yeah, what a letdown. Yeah, yeah, but when he was, like, younger than we are now. But that was still after he had directed, like, House of the Devil. Did it come after House of the I'm Devil? I'm pretty sure. I gotta, I gotta look this no, up. No, I think Cabin Fever 2. I, I gotta look this up, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I could give it to, to Cab 2. I could, yeah, I yeah I'm, no, I'm... There, but. I'm I'm fine giving it to since both you guys picked Cabin Fever too. It was uh, a huge letdown, so I'm I'm very happy to give it to that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this came out after House of the Devil. What? That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, insane. What? Yeah, and it was the next movie he did. Actually, we probably talked House about this Devil. on the episode, but what? L- yeah. Love love to tie West, but fuck Cab too. Jesus like, Christ! Yeah. yeah, what a letdown. What a letdown. Okay. Um. Okay. So next is hottest mess. Um, Cabin again, Fever 2 for there's, me. There's a good few choices for this. For me, Silent Hill Revelation. <laughs> you know, it's... What a fucking mess, dude. Look at it is the mess, awful accent work in it. Look oh, at the yeah. awful CG. Look at the fucking incoherence of it all. Just yeah, complete hot mess. You're not wrong. I have in parentheses on my pick, Silent Hill are terrible movie but i don't find it fascinating anymore and i feel like that's really important in a hot mess you know you can't look away and and with silent hill 2 i just i don't even want to think about it i want it away from me i'm not fascinated by it i I never want to go back to it ever again i regret picking it um and uh i think i think that picking silent hill uh did a lot of hurt on this podcast um did a lot of harm there's a lot of harm there's a lot of pain and I and I think this is a good moment. You for have me amends to, to make. This is this is a good moment for me to just formally apologize. Publicly apologize. I'm publicly yeah. apologizing for picking Silent Hill Revelations. <laughs> I still think it's a funny episode, but I'm I'm sorry I did that to you guys. And I don't. I, it didn't bring me the joy <laughs> I was hoping it would. I thought that by picking Silent Hill Revelations, there would be some Schadenfreude there that I would get some joy out of your suffering, and I didn't. I just felt bad, and your suffering made me hurt. Also. 
Um, and I, I really, boys, I'm really sorry that I picked that movie. Fuck Silent Hill Revelation. Silent all my Hill homies Revelation. hate Silent Hill yeah, Revelation. All my <laughs> homies hate Silent Hill Revelation. Uh, Blair 2 was my pick, but I think we can, yeah, we can just what was What was yours, Ben? Silent Hill Oh, Revelation. Silent Hill Revelation. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll give it to that. Okay. Was that yours also? No, mine was Cabin Fever 2. Oh, yeah, but uh, we Because it's a fucking hot mess, but I'm fine giving yeah. it to, to Silent Hill. Um, so next is Scariest Film. For me, this is Aliens. Even yes. though it's an action horror, like, James Cameron is such a great filmmaker to the point where he can make action horror legitimately scary. I think of the scene where they poke their head up into the ceiling and they see all the xenomorphs crawling towards them. Yeah. That is legitimately terrifying. Oof, yes. And probably the standout sequence yeah, of you know, any movie. This one, I also picked Aliens. I think this one was kind of... It was kind of difficult because I don't think any of the sequels we watched this year were particularly scary. They were yeah. fun. And I think so, most of them were fun. But Some not of scary. them, yeah. Well, and I think that's sort of an inherent quality of a horror sequel. I can't really think of many horror, like direct horror sequels that are like scary. They all tend to be more like fun or campy. Because, you know, then there's you're removing the horror of the unknown, right? So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Even though it's really more of an action film and isn't scary in the same way that the original Alien is, of the th- ones we had to choose from, definitely Aliens. Yeah, yeah let's give it to... Uh, Aliens. Give it. Aliens. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, my best is also Aliens. Also Aliens. You know, James Cameron, man. Also Aliens. What it was great director. It was that or Gremlins too. I both think they're pretty perfect yeah. films, but fucking Aliens. Gremlins yeah, is awesome. Hands so, down. I do a note, I, I did think we were gonna be doing five, so I'll just I'll just prattle mine off real quick. Sure. Um uh, from the top we've got Aliens, then Texas Two, then Gremlins Two, then Nightmare Three, then Vampire Hunter D. Those were my Yeah, those probably would have my top five probably would have been similar. Maybe I not that order, but yeah. Bit of a tangent, but I actually saw that Vinegar Syndrome put out a Blu-ray of Texas Chainsaw 2. Ooh. Yeah, and it has nice. a really Yum. cool cover and everything Hell and a yeah. bunch of bonus features. Vinegar Definitely great. pick that up if you're a fan of uh, Texas Chainsaw 2. And I, physical media. I think we all yeah. know what's coming next. Worst, Worst. Silent Hill Silent Revelation. Hill Revelation. This yeah. is where I have in my notes, uh, parentheses, formal apology. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was brutal. Yeah, it was. It's no redeeming qualities. No redeeming qualities. It's one of only a handful of films on the podcast that I've given the lowest score possible. Honestly, of, of a half one star. of the few movies that could be arguably worse than the monsters. Yeah, arguably. I think. I think. I. If you put a gun to my head and said. Right now, you either have to watch Silent Hill Revelation or The Monsters again, and you can't look at your phone. <laughs> and you'd have to put a gun to your head. And you'd have to put a gun to my head. But I, there, I'm going to stand here, I'm going to hold this gun to your head for the next two hours, and you can't look at your phone, and you can't look away. Either Silent Hill Revelation or The Monsters, I would take Silent Hill Revelation. I would just say, shoot me. <laughs> Just, just if that's an op- if that's an option, if that's an option, I'm absolutely taking that. But I'm I'm assuming that that's the, the that's a coward's way out, True, and that I fair. have to that I have fair. to make I have to make the Sophie's choice, yeah. uh, and it's 
Silent Hill Revelation. But yeah, so that's our best and worst. Uh, we're both unanimous. Yeah, so how about that. I, well, yeah, I'm not too surprised, honestly. Looking looking at them and they were now. Uh, so yeah, my others real quick were uh, so Silent Hill, Blair Two, Cube Two, Hypercube, uh, Descent Two, and the Invasion. Mm. Yeah, yeah, those the invasion. Yeah, were really bad. The invasion was was stinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much all of those probably would have been down there for me as well. Definitely Cube Two and Blair Witch Two. Um, Blair Witch Two probably would have been my worst if we hadn't watched Silent Hill Revelation. Man, yeah. what a fucking awful movie. Not well, bad on that one. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, we we started with the negative and we ended with the negative, but there was a lot of really good stuff in between. Uh, yeah, we gave a lot of good movies their flowers. Yeah, I think know? so. I think overall, this was a good year of movie watching, both new movies and the stuff that we picked for our sequels. Watched a lot of great movies. Uh, I had way more good times watching movies this year than I did bad. Yeah. The bad ones are memorable. With that though. said, I'm excited to exit the year of the squeakquel. Yes. And give talk us a little about bit, other movies. Give us a little bit more freedom. Yeah, uh, it certainly... I don't think we we quite scraped the bottom of the barrel. No. Um, there were plenty of bad... And plenty of good movies that we skipped over. You know, yeah. we could easily talk about Rosemary's Baby or Saw 2 mm-hmm. um, and have plenty to talk about. But but we also could have talked about uh, Piranha 3 Double D or <laughs> um, what else? The Fly 2 or there was... The a, Hitcher 2. The Hitcher 2. Pet Cemetery 2. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, we, we dodged some bullets for sure. And I think our listeners did as well. But... Um, that's that's it for our year in review. Uh, next week, we're going to be looking ahead to 2023, and we'll be doing our annual predictions episode. Um, as many, well as revealing the as winner well as, of 2022's prediction. Yes, exactly. Um, you've put together how many movies? 23. 23. I was being cheeky. Oh, because 2023. 2023. Yeah. 23 new movies uh, that we will be predicting and probably talking about on the show in 2023 uh join us next week to hear uh, our predictions on those we'll do a real quick squ- sponsor before we wrap up did you almost say squancer squancer real quick squancer well i was still coming off a quick as i was going into quick sponsor squancer, yeah, so the a real a real a real quick squancer that's right uh and that would be that piece of shit gary Gary! Damn it, Gary. Fuck. Fucking piece of shit. Fuck you, Gary. I've never known a good Gary. Fucking Gary. Except for you, Gary. Every Gary. Not you. Unless... Sweet Gary. (laughs) There are no good Garys unless you're a Gary that listens to this podcast. And if that's you, thank you for sponsoring the episode. And I definitely don't have a problem with you, Gary. That other that bastard, Gary. Fucking that Gary. Piece of shit, oh Gary. Oh my god. He deserves everything that's coming to him. Everything and more. Watch yourself, <laughs> that Gary. Uh, uh, well, uh, we'll wrap up real quickly. If you like the show and you've been with us a whole year, or if you're new, leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. 
uh, where you'll get some goodies like access to our Discord and early episodes and stuff like that. Shout out to Honorary Pod Boys, Sam Simon and Zach Confer. Thank you guys for your picks this year. Uh, y'all both gave us some really uh, good, interesting movies to talk about. I still think about The Prophecy all the damn time. Oh, um, <laughs> That weird fucking movie. I know it was last uh, week, but Nightmare on Elm Street Nightmare 3, on Elm man. Street 3. Nightmare uh, on Elm Street 3. What a classic. So, uh, looking forward to more Patreon picks uh, in the new year. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at podpeoplepod and at letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. You can follow me on Twitter at SomeSpookySnake and streaming at twitch.tv slash SomeSpookySnake monthly Spooky Saturday streams. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. And you can find me kind of third hand via Dread XP. If you go check out all their super cool games, most recently... Uh, I guess Mirror Forge is out. Uh, we've got and we've got some other ones on the way. Um, go go check out Mortuary Assistant. Get hype for Sucker for Love Two. Get hype for, uh, um, of course, get hype for Creep Show. We got that. We got uh, get hype for Outsiders. Go check it all out. Dread Delusion. There's so many cool fucking games. So many cool games we've got. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us in 2022, the year of the sequel, and uh, we'll put this year to rest and look into the future next week with our 2023 predictions. Bye! My best, I best, put my ten, a ten. Or put my spend, a spend. Have sense, excel, excel. Or put my hands, a yens. Put my best, I best, put my ten, a ten. Or put my spend, a spend. Have sense, excel. Off the mat. Full of fala, full of fun. Full of fala, full of fun. Off the mat. Full of fala, full of fun.